I take, I see the CBD pills are like these clear pills with liquid inside. I pop one, I'm like, all right, that was a lot of CBD, whatever. I go to bed at like midnight, gotta be up at like eight. I wake up at 1240, <gasps> I'm tripping my cojones oh off. My I took pure, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? THC. Welcome to I'm Trying, guys. <laughs> the show where we try and record the intro over and over again. And uh, we don't get through it because my cat is visiting from Canada and Jacob is distracted. Yeah. I and I'm distracted because Jacob's Ooh. distracted. Ooh. And he's twerking right Ooh, now. No twerking. <laughs> what you doing, boy? <laughs> he takes after his mommy. You're Janelle Dennis. I'm Jacob Derwin. <laughs> Welcome to episode 15. We're 15. really glad you're here. Um, this is a very exciting episode, mainly because French Janelle's cat is visiting from Toronto, and I'm petting him right now, and everything is great. And he's on borrowed time, or was on it, um, because he was saved from a shelter. Yeah. And look at look at him now, living in the lap of luxury. Yeah, this couch right here, lap of luxury. Yeah. He's the... Um, he is my, I shouldn't have called him French. We have so many nicknames for him, but he should be Will from Fresh Prince. You he should be Fresh instead of French. I, I mean, that's pretty good. I'm going to be honest with you. I really like French as a name, though. Like, I think it's a really great cat. You thought because Montreal. Uh, I'm sure. Canadian. I, I just think it sounds good, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm just, I, I'm on board with just phonetically nice sounding names. And the nickname is Frenchy, obviously. Well, Fr- I mean, that's perfect. It's, uh, it's such a good thing. It's a good thing. Your cat's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's our will. He's a good um, have, like, what, what were the shows that you watched growing up? Because for me, it was yeah. Fresh Prince, Saved by the Bell. Sure. Um, those, those shows were around. I was a little young, I think, to really appreciate them when they happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I really was raised on like game shows. and um, Which I, one's Wheel of Forge? I mean, to a degree, yeah. I mean, obviously, everyone knows my Survivor affiliation, but like, my I would like watch Game Show Network with my buddy Brian for like hours, like like press your luck and 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 who wants to be a millionaire and the weakest yeah. link and lingo and old, I don't know lingo. Yeah, it's 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 like just it's think wheel of fortune, but like actual effort and with like individual words instead of phrases um that's not fun oh no it's it's good it's high energy it's good uh there's uh i mean a match old old match game like 1970s match game okay. they do like these old did you guys have reruns. supermarket sweep yes, yes i'm do. pretty sure that's canadian yeah i'm sure yeah. there's versions in both i'm sure but... i don't know I've, i want to yeah. i, I, I want to claim it i'm pretty sure it's canadian mm-hmm. and then it was syndicated and per- perhaps yeah. I, I i'm pretty sure there was an american version i could see it uh, being born in canada as a yeah. show I, actually, I feel like yeah. the, the american capitalism that like, we don't want to show the brands unless you're good unless you're gonna pay us some good money oh, i mean hey man uh price is right's been making a business out of that forever man that's true um i actually have a song that mentions supermarket sweep in it there you go ah so. what shows did you grow up on what I, well I would, if not did you at least have animaniacs okay so the cw cartoons like animaniacs and stuff once again i was very young yeah i appreciated them as a kid but not more fully until i was older mm-hmm. i remember like for me it was like teen titans on cartoon network was a big one justice league uh, in terms of the goofier stuff, uh, it was really all the superhero stuff. That more than I think about it, honestly, mm. it was a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, what's a good one that's big, before sure, my time. Sure, uh, Super Friends. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and because it, they mm-hmm. messed up so much. It was so hilarious. Well, there's a lot of stuff from like Animaniacs, that era of like the Spielberg cartoons. Yeah. That should have never gotten through. Just like really like like jokes that should not have oh, made it. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's like... Uh, I but mean, with Super Friends, it was actual like... Like errors? Yeah. That's funny. Like it was so... Uh, even just grammatical. They just said things that didn't mm. make sense. It's mm. hilarious. I guess now that I think about it, I really was... It was a lot of Nickelodeon for me. Like a lot of Rugrats, Fairly Odd Parents. Okay. That Rugrats. kind of stuff was... was big too in terms of like the, the cartoony things uh uh that was that was right in my era of like being a kid uh in terms of those kinds of shows yeah mm-hmm. but it was also like you know legends of the hidden temple like that kind of crap like mm-hmm. I, oh, I i ate it up you know what i mean Any, anything that's you know nick arcade all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff a lot of nickelodeon um all the weird ones too i remember like going to my friend's house and watching like the secondary Nickelodeon channels that had all the weird Nicktoons. See now this is going mm-hmm. all uh, this is going over yeah. my head because in Canada we got a fraction of syndicated shows. Mm. Do you remember like Jenny, My Life as a Teenage Robot, or Kappa Mikey? I don't think we got any. Yeah, of that. a lot of weird stuff there too. And then there was also a healthy dose of anime as a kid for sure. Your mm. One Piece, your Naruto, your your Pokemon, your Yu Gi Oh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Those were big for me. You know, Canadians were slept on when it came to the early 90s shows. We had a show called Ready or Not. Ready or Not? About this girl, Amanda, and her friend, Busy. And it's just two girls being irreverent and hanging out. and Cool. But it, it, that sounds like such a letdown. But look up Ready or Not. It's, it's actually good. I, I mean, I just... I, I miss... What I want, I want the era of 90s sitcoms to come back. Or even early, late 80s Mm -hmm. sitcoms, like A Different World. A lot of it is. Even Sanford and Sons. Actually, bringing it back to our guest, Mark Norman, his Mm -hmm. Twitter photo is um, uh, Red Fox. Oh, okay. From... I think we're seeing. <laughs> I think we're seeing a comeback. I think we're seeing things with like, uh, what was it one day at a time that just got taken off Netflix? Unfortunately, mm. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of like you know one set kind of three frame style three camera style sitcoms that are still popular. And I guess we're seeing a lot more of like the kind of Brooklyn Nine Nine Mike Schur style, the Good Place kind of taking that place in terms of the comedy realm, but. There's still a lot of shows that that are appearing on like you know uh, what was it TBS so that are that are still following that kind of original format. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, we're seeing a lot of uh, updates. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if you liked Fuller House or Girl Meets World, but like we're seeing a lot of that still. Why would you bring up the G word to me? Girl. The the G three words to me. Gold Guns Girls? <laughs> no. Golden Girls is actually an amazing show. But Girl Meets World was, oh my God, I don't even want to remember it. Because as anyone that has listened to previous podcasts, you'll know, or anyone that has been Around with an you. earshot of me knows that I'm a I'm huge fan of Boy Meets World. Yes. And Girl Meets World just, oh, they, they poo-pooed the bed on that one. Oh no, I'm sorry you feel that yeah, way. It was horrible. Anyways, we should talk more about our guests. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask if you if you had any if you were to write a show. Oh, for me. Yeah. I what I've, would, what I've would written. Your, what type of show would it be? I enjoyed listening to your conversation with Mark. 
uh, when we when I was going through the editing process, and one of the things he mentions is that he's pitched a lot of game shows. Uh, he's, he said he's pitched ten shows now yeah. to major networks, and to me, the concept of pitching a game show is so funny because I love <laughs> I, I love game shows so dearly. I have a weird, almost historic knowledge mm-hmm. of them and. Uh, certain ones in particular, but just in general, like I'm a big, I, I, as I said before, I'm kind of raised on them, um, and I could totally see myself inventing the next big game show and that becoming my livelihood. Um, oh my god! I don't and know how and to also, treat this. also in theme with to, with with the guest today, we have a live nap chat happening. <laughs> oh my god! This is insane. Okay. Our, well. Uh, I'm trying to Hey, listeners. Okay. Our, uh, yeah, um, he's out. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, man. Oh. <laughs> he Snapchatted on us. Literally. We, this is in the episode. This there's is a perfect. Whole, there's a whole section in the episode about this. Yeah. When you get friend of the episode or if you're a fan of Mark, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, man. Anyways, we should we should get to it because we've been talking for a minute. Yeah. Um, so enjoy Janelle's first ever uh, solo interview on, on I'm trying I'm excited about it yeah and I hope it was Mother's Day you were with your mommy yeah I was home with the parents and, mm-hmm. the, fam, and the grandma and me and Mark and I were motherless that day <laughs> now his no. lives in uh, New Orleans and yours is Mine. here now yours is visiting Mine's now. here now but she was so, in Canada yes. where she lives but uh um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, this episode is with Mark Norman comedian extraordinaire and it was a really fun episode. Uh, Mark's a friend of mine who, uh, he's a quirky, weird guy that, you know, when you know him, you gotta love him. What's, uh, what, what's his main thing he's promoting? He's his podcast with, uh, with Joe List, He has correct? a podcast with Joe List called Tuesdays with Stories. And uh, he has a couple albums, or he has a Comedy Central special. Oh. Uh, an album called Don't Be Yourself. Mm. And he's been on a bunch of late nights. I think he's done seven or something at this point. Wow. So you can, if you search him up on Fallon or Conan or any yeah. of the late nights, you can pretty much find him. Yeah, support the... He's all over the place. Support the incredibly talented also, Mark Dormant. Yeah, also in terms of I'm trying, he tries really hard in that he's known for, in New York City, being one of the people who gets in the most sets per night. Yeah. Does, per night, just like he's he constantly working. He has like five working. to six shows every night. Wow. So we not only is he you know, a talented guy, but he's earned it. He's yeah. been working hard at it. Yeah. You'll hear that in the episode too. He talks about his beginnings and getting having rough times at open mics. And so he's clearly come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, please enjoy uh, the episode with Mark Normand and we'll see you at the end. All right. Yeah. Goodbye. So, you know, open micer for years, bombing. I bombed in New York for like two, three years straight. Just trying to figure out comedy and all that, and uh, two years straight for real. Though, oh or? yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I was I was nothing. I, w- I came here with like five minutes that would kill in New Orleans, and then no one cared. So I had to rewrite my whole act, and you know, I was I was kind of hacky. I was sounding like Seinfeld because that's all I knew. And Aww. <laughs> I'd tell you about the time one time I walked on stage, and I was probably there like a year, and so people kind of knew me. And this kid goes, no. And it crushed me. I mean, I was like, I felt like an inch tall. I wanted to kill this kid, and I just went off on him. And, 
everybody hated that kid. Was it because so. you already knew the comparison in your head and you were trying to depart yes, from that? Yes. And then, oh, that's so the worst. He hit a nerve. He was completely right. And that's why it hurt so bad because he wasn't wrong. Yeah. And boy, that crushed me. So, like, we, we like, kind of hated each other. We went at it. So, after that, I was like, I got to fucking... Oh, he was a comic. Oh, yeah. It was at an open mic. I mean, that's all I was doing with oh, open God. mics. So, the reason I got out of the bombing is that one open mic, I got heckled by this guy. And I just went off on him. And I was killing. Because for the first time, I was kind of, like, out of this shell of, like, this is what a comic should sound like. What's the deal with this? How can we say that? You know? And so, I finally got out why don't we have bulletproof sleeves? Right, everybody? We got the vest. I was doing jokes like that, literally. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that would be a good tweet now. That's not I'll a bad be, tweet. I'll do it. We'll test it, and we'll see. I, right. It won't get any likes because it's me. <laughs> well, maybe but, I'll tweet it. Yeah. But, yeah, so it, uh, so I got, came out of my shell, and that was a big, big moment for me. But, ah, uh, oh, so many failures. Jeez. Um, college was a failure. Where did you go? Uh, LS. I went to UNO, failed out. Then I went to Baton Rouge Community College to get my grades back up. Failed out of there. Do you know where your GPA was around? Oh, it was bad. It was it was below two. Oh, sure. wow. Yeah. Because we've had someone on that had a 1.5 and then someone else that had a 0.6. Wow. But he was in engineering. Oh, I'm yeah. guessing you weren't. No, I was in whatever <laughs> communications or whatever was easiest phys ed. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I did a gig. I got a gig um, warming up for the VMAs. Radio City Music Hall, great money. Put on a suit, come out there. We'll pick you up in a black car. We'll drive you out to Radio City. Just got to do 10 minutes in front of everybody, like, before the show starts, just to get them going. I was like, great. So this is as the celebrities are being seated and going to their separate green rooms or whatever and all that. Exactly. Like, they're bringing the audience in. They're tuning the instruments behind you, the whole thing. And I was like, this is going to be exciting. So I get there. You get there, like, way too early. I'm in the the, uh, green room holding area with, like, BB Rexa or whatever her name is. Yeah. I don't know anybody in there. It's like, uh, what's that? That those cute guy Direction Forty One or whatever is it? <laughs> what is it? Um, you know those oh. guys. Uh, One Direction. One Direction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They're in there. I don't know who anybody oh, wow. is. What about Ariana Grande? I would have seen if I would have known her, but I think she's like too big. This oh, was okay. we were in like a holding pen kind of thing with like a bunch of hot. 20 year olds yeah and i felt like i was wearing a suit i felt like an accountant i was like i'm, I'm the oldest guy here i'm a dork <laughs> and uh so eventually they finally call me and you know the show starts at eight it's like 7 30 7 40 7 45 i'm like maybe they forgot i'm starting to get real nervous and this guy this fat guy in overalls and a headset goes norman norman i go hello here and he goes yeah, come here we're late and i was like oh and he pulls oh me through this God. crowd and i'm like sifting through people and there's all these people like changing and putting on makeup and puppets and all this stuff and finally we get out there and we're at the wings of the stage a big curtain the whole thing and uh he's like all right so uh you got the list of uh performers you know because you're gonna introduce everybody and all. i'm like no no what are you talking about and i'm holding notes like jokes yeah. like my act and he's like, you don't have a list? I'm like, no. No one told me anything. He's like, they didn't prep you? I was like, no. And he's like, oh, boy. All right. And he gave me one of those. Like, oof, you're a goner. So I was like, I was just told to do 10 minutes. He's like, all right, do 10 minutes. And I was like, do you light me? He's like, what do you mean light you? I'm like, well, how do I know when I'm done? He's like, we'll come get you. I'm like, what do you mean come get me? He's like, we'll like come. Like a cane and they pull yeah. you out. <laughs> we'll come out there that's and pull you off. That's I was it, like, folks. Jesus. Yeah, it's like the Sandman at the Apollo. They just sweep <laughs> me off. 
So I was like, oh, God. So I go out there. Everybody's seating. They're talking. They're selfieing. Everybody's gorgeous. Everybody's hip and what mohawks and cool suits. Snapchat and filters. A lot, of, a lot of tattoos and piercings and high shoes and wacky dresses and blue suits and all this stuff, you know. So I'm like, oh, here, here's my opener, blah, 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 Uber. Silence. All right, how about that? And, you know, they're all just like, who is this? What is he doing? I'm holding a cordless mic just screaming at 5,000 people. Three tiers of balconies. Just like, what is this? Were they listening at all? Like, was it a little bit quieter? They would look and be like, who's that? Oh, we, this doesn't matter. And then they go back to their conversation. And so I don't blame them. I would have I would have not cared either. They had no idea what I was doing. I think for a second they were like, oh, is this guy saying something important? Oh, these are dumb jokes? All right, screw it. So, uh... Yeah, that was a big failure, and Scott Rogowski is in the front row, and he's dying laughing. He's the only guy laughing because he's my friend who sees me being miserable, and he, comes, <laughs> he just walks up to the stage. Wait, where he, did you see him from? Like, what was his? What was your vantage point of him? I was on a high stage, and he was like in the front, first or second row, and he just uh. walked up to the stage. So he was like up to my knees, like laughing <laughs> at me, and. Uh, I mean, it was great. J-Lo walked past me at one point what? with A-Rod, and I could see Pete Davidson. I saw Ariana Grande in the distance, and, like, Fallon was somewhere. It was horrible. I'm bombing in front of all these celebrities. I Did J-Lo I, look and listen? She walked right by me, and I went, J-Lo, because I was so desperate. I was bombing so bad. I was like, J-Lo, and I reached out to her, and she was like, Bleh! Don't like, touch me. Yeah, I like, ran away, and A-Rod was like, easy, buddy. Um, so it was a wild, wild bomb, and... and I was oh, bombing man. so hard that Scott Rogowski got in front of me and selfied me bombing. No, he did not. Yeah, yeah, which is I, I thought it was hilarious. And uh, <laughs> it was the longest 10 minutes of my life. I probably did like nine. 10 minutes? Yeah, I was sweating bullets. It was so bad. At one point, I was like, do you guys even care? What am I doing here? You know, I'm trying to like get their attention, and they just weren't having it. And uh, the guy eventually was like, I had to save you. You only did nine minutes, but he pulled me off. And then the show started. Oh, man. It was a rough. So how rough did he pull bomb. you off? Did he was he in your ear? Or no. He just actually physically came out. He there? came out there. He was about ten feet away from me, going, "Hey, come here, come here!" Like pulling me in like that. Like, come on, buddy, pull, reel it in. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And I just oh, ran no. towards him. Yeah, it was rough. Boy, I had a good and failure. Then, and then did you stay for the no, show? No, oh, no, I got the hell out of there. Yeah. I did like five minutes backstage of like regrouping. You know, like, holy hell. But, uh, yeah, I got the hell out of there, and it was, like, a sad night. Because I blocked off the whole night, like, we're going to get drinks, and we're going to hang out. and Yeah, it's a huge thing. I just went home and, like, got on my underwear and hugged a pillow. <laughs> so I just pitched a show to um, a bunch of networks, and they all passed. <gasps> no! Yeah, pitching a show is such a nightmare, because you have to come up with the idea, you have to write the show... Then you send it to your agent. They go, this is something. So then they hook you up with a like a, a real writer guy or a writer lady who, who's done it before. Yeah. It's called a showrunner. And uh, so then they write it with you. So now you're writing a show again with someone else. Then you send that in your agent. They're like, we like this. We don't like that. Maybe change that. So now you have to tweak, tweak, tweak. Then you got the whole thing down. It's called a one sheet or a treatment. Where you have a breakdown of all the characters, the plots, potential episodes, the format of the show, the whole thing takes forever. Then you pitch, you do practice pitches. So you pitch on the phone via Skype. I'm pitching to LA, I'm pitching to my man manager, my agent, just to like get good at pitching. Then you practice pitch with the writer over the phone. The whole thing takes 
months. Then, I'm not going to say who, but a production company bought it. They're like, we like this idea. So I had to pitch it to them. Yeah. So they bought the idea. So they said, all right, we're a production company. We'll make it, but we got to sell it to a network. That's like NBC, Comedy yeah. Central, TBS, you name it. So now we have some backing. And this is the furthest I've ever gotten. I pitched nine shows. Furthest I've ever gotten. Wow, so on the 10th. Hopefully. There was some hope. There was a lot of hope, and I've never had a backer before, and it's it's a, it's a production we've all heard of, so it was very exciting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I might actually sell this thing. So we pitched to HBO, Comedy Central, Showtime, FX, TBS. It was seven of them, and I can't remember all of them now. Hulu and something else. They all like, we like this idea. We want to hear this pitch. I'm like, oh, my God, people are interested. Yeah. This might be pretty good. So buckle up, sister, because it's about to get kooky. So, <laughs> oh God! I fly out to L.A. They fly out. The production company pays for your flight. They put you in first class. They put you in a nice hotel. Pretty amazing. I'm like, oh, my God. This is great. I'm going to L.A. on somebody else's dime. I'm going to pitch the hell out of this show. I'm Look at this hotel. It's beautiful. I can't believe it. So we have three pitches one day, and then the next day we have three pitches. So they start at like <laughs> 9 in the morning, and uh, I, I get a good night's sleep beautiful hotel you eat the breakfast there i wake up at like seven i do like some stretches i go out kill the first pitch i'm just in the room zinging i'm zanging i'm I'm left and right up and down black as night and what what does the room look like in in this pitch like how many people uh they differ but each each one usually you go to their their offices like the hbo office and you're Mm -hmm. in the conference room yeah so it's a long table with like three execs or three producers or whatever and there's water and you just got to sit at one end of the table and just kill it. You're the show, you know. So they're loving it. They're loving it. I remember I was on, like, the 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 production company guy, he comes with you to every pitch, you know, and he's, like, patting me on the back, like, oh, man, you sold that one. Well done. Good, good, good job. Let's do it again. Then we go do another one. Boom, bing, bam. I'm zinging. I'm killing. Go out, go out to lunch. We're all, like, we're going to sell this thing. We're clinking glasses. Great time. We're in L.A. The sun is shining. Five-star hotel, killing it. So, next pitch, kill it. Each one is better than the other. I'm like, man, I am on fire. This is such a great idea. You know when you're pitching an idea and you're like, this is pretty good. Yeah. Like, I would buy this. So, uh, just a great night. And that night I had a a couple of shows at the Comedy Store, which is like the hot comedy club in L.A. And I do the Joe Rogan show, so it's like sold out. It's the main room and... If you do the Joe Rogan show, there's like free food, free booze. He's such a millionaire that he just like hooks it up. Yeah. So we're backstage. I'm hanging out with all these great comics and millionaires and all these celebrities. <laughs> and they give you a big bag, like a to-go thank you. What do you call those? Like a... Like a uh, goodie, goodie Goodie bag? bag. Like a swag bag. Whoa. Yeah, like thanks for doing the show. Here you go. Did it have like vitamins and supplements? It had everything. Like it bulletproof has... coffee? Yeah. <laughs> so do you, do you listen? No, but... Oh, okay. Actually, no, I listened to what... Like a few episodes with people that I know that's, that I want to see. That's how I do it. It depends on the guest. Yeah. So I look in the bag and it's like a lot of weed, like pre-rolled joints, uh, edible, edible pills. Oh, yeah, because this is L.A. It's L.A. It's Rogan. He's a pothead yeah. MMA guy. That night I'm at the hotel. I'm like, well, I got three more pitches tomorrow. Today was so good. I'm going to take some CBD and sleep like a baby because I keep hearing about this. So I'm like, all right, here we go. I take... I see the CBD pills are like these clear pills with liquid inside. I pop one. I'm like, all right, that was a lot of CBD, whatever. I go to bed at like midnight, got to be up at like 8. I wake up at 1240 
I'm tripping my cojones oh off. My God. I took pure, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? THC. I took oh the wrong no. pill. I was on the moon. I couldn't even see. You and I Jerry felt like... and the, uh, the, the race. Or, um, the, the episode where uh, they didn't, he didn't wake up. Oh, yes, yes. This son of a <laughs> is ice cold. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't swallow. I couldn't think straight. I didn't know where I was. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what time it was. I'm crawling. probably didn't even think it was real. No, I was just freaking out. I was like, what is happening? What's going on? Because it took me a minute. And I was like crawling on the floor to the bathroom. And then I have to like take breaks because the room oh, was... Oh, you were still... Uh, I was so high. I was so <gasps> messed up. I couldn't... I was so <laughs> loaded. And I, I, I was like hugging the... the there was like a recliner in the room, and I was just hugging it like, oh, my God, I'm thinking about my childhood. You know, one <laughs> thought on top, another thought on top, another thought. Like, what about this? What if this is the world is flat? What if my mom doesn't love me? Does this guy like me? What if I what if I never come out of this? What's going on? I, I haven't eaten in a while. How old am I? What's up with age? Age is weird. Time. Is time real? I don't know. Maybe. You know, just am like, I going to die? Do I want to die? Exactly. Yes. And I did want to die. I wanted to kill myself. It was such hell. I'm looking in the mirror. And that's what you should never do. <laughs> no, never. look. Because oh. then you're like, who am I? Yes. Yeah, what in is my life? skin? Yes. What is people? Who are we? Are souls I'm real. Mark. Mark sounds weird. Yeah. Is that a person? Who is Mark? Is he an <laughs> entity? Is he a real human being? Are humans real? Are, are there aliens? I'm going nuts. And I'm just like trying to puke it out. It's so overwhelming. I just want it to end. Yeah. And I'm so high. And, and each minute feels like an hour. And oh my God. I'm just thinking like, oh my God, I have a pitch. I have three pitches tomorrow. I can't do it. I'm freaking out. Like, I had kind of, you know, I was nervous yeah. to pitch, but I had kind of like... You didn't have a pitch that day, though. Three. Oh, right. That's what I'm saying. I had three the first day, three the next day. I'm in L.A. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a New York guy, so being in L.A. is like a big deal. These pitches are a huge deal. This network is relying, or this production company is relying on me. They're flying me out first class. They're putting me up. So finally, I'm like, just go to bed. Just try to go to bed. So I'm just laying there, and closing my eyes was, <laughs> was making me nauseating because I was like vertigo. spinning and flipping and vertigo and all this, so... You two came in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So eventually, you know, now it's two in the morning, three in the morning, four in the morning. I'm like, I gotta be up at eight, and I'm like on no sleep. So I just call my manager. So you didn't even? Did you even leave the hotel that no, day? No, oh god, no, no. I couldn't. I could barely leave the bathroom. Like leaving the bathroom would be a thing. <gasps> the idea of going outside, all the windows shutters were were drawn. The idea of just outdoors was was too much. So, or even the hallway, the hotel hallway was a, was a nightmare. So like I call my agent. Did room service come at all? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Do not disturb. But again, it's only two in the morning at this point. So I call my uh, manager probably about four. He's been going on these pitches with me. He's picking me up and we drive me around. And he's like, I'm like, I leave him a message. I'm like, Hey man, I'm all messed up. I'm high out of my mind. I took the wrong stuff. I'm freaking out. I can't do the pitches. You know, George is dead. Call me back. Kind of thing. <laughs> so he doesn't, you know, he wakes up at 730. He's brushing his teeth, checks his match. He's like, what the hell? And he calls me. He's like, I'm coming over. What hotel? What's the room number? I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't know where I am. I don't know. And he, he comes over and he's like furious at me. He's like looking what? at all the pills. He's looking at the gift bag. Like, what did you do? You idiot. We had these pitches. It's been set up for months and we, they flew you out there. He's furious. He has no sympathy oh. at all. Which I get, I get. He's like shaking me, he's like throwing water at me, like slapping me, like, come on, snap, snap out, out of it. it. I'm like, I can't, I wish I could, I would love to snap out. I'm on no sleep now. <laughs> I've been high the whole night, and I'm miserable, I hate it, I want to kill myself. I'm, I'm in my underwear, I'm wearing a bra and panties, just like shaking on the floor. 
And he's like, God, get it together. So we have three pitches, one at nine, one at like noon, and one at three. And he's like, all right, the nine o'clock is out because it's already like 8.30. He's like, the nine's out. He's on the phone with them. He's got food poisoning. He's going to, he's, he's puking all over the place. I don't know what he ate, blah, blah, blah. So the nine has been rescheduled or canceled. He's like, we're going to make the noon though. We're doing the noon. And I'm like, I don't think I'll be able to make it. Real, 10 o'clock even rolls then. around. 11 o'clock rolls around. No way. I mean, I took, you're supposed to take like with a brownie, you're supposed to take like 10%, 15%, whatever. Is it? No, milligrams. 10 milligram, 15 milligram, maybe. I took 100 milligrams. So I am just on the moon. Like, I, I could have been hospitalized. That's how messed up I was. So he's like, okay, well, we're going to make the noon. I'm like, you don't want me going in there like this. Look at me. I'm a, I look like an addict. I look like a, like a lunatic. I'm foaming at the mouth. My eyeballs are popped. I haven't slept. My hair's all messed up. I got B.O. I'm gay. So <laughs> I was screwed up. So now 11 o'clock rolls around. I'm like, I can't do it. He's like, you're going. I'm like, I cannot go. You're going to have to drag me out of here. And he's like, ah, jeez Louise, what are we going to do? So now he's going to get on the phone. Yeah, yeah, he's still puking. He's not going to make the... And they're like, really? He's here. We might as well just do it. I mean, I know he's a little sick, but just bring him in. We'll go uh, easy on him. And I'm like, I can't. I can't face anybody. I just can't like do it. They kind of like weekend at Bernie's you at all? <laughs> well, the anxiety was so bad. Uh. That I would have just gotten in the room and be like, well, uh, you know, because you got to bring it on these. There's yeah. no, like... But you wouldn't even know what I wouldn't was know up. what was up. I would have forgotten the whole pitch because I had it all memorized and every character I had memorized, every plot line, every format, every title, everything was gone. It was yeah. all out of my brain. This would have turned into, like, the Eric Andre yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would have been it. It would just been me talking, pitching Adult Swim. <laughs> so... He's like, all right, well, we're doing the three. You're going to the three o'clock. This is HBO or whatever. You can't miss HBO. One o'clock, two o'clock rolls around, two thirty. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I didn't leave the hotel room until nine that night. I had shows that night. I couldn't go. And you're a workaholic. Like, I'm a workaholic. You don't miss anything for no. anything. So this this really this killed like me. Yeah, it killed. I was like, you know, head and hands on the bed, just like, what am I doing? And I probably left the hotel room for the first time at about 9 p.m. Just, like, went outdoors and kind of, like, let the air hit my face kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so they rescheduled everything. I had to fly back to L.A. three times because each one wouldn't coordinate with the other. They were booked up. So I had to fly to L.A., do the pitch. Pitch went great. Fly home. Two days later, fly to L.A., do the pitch. Pitch went well. Fly home. So the whole thing was ruined. And then a week later, they all passed. So it was all oh, that for nothing. Talk about failure. Well, like, no, not well. I mean, yeah. nothing. Nothing came of it. It was all for naught. I mean, it was cool that one production company got behind it and flew me out a bunch and all that. But, like, yeah, all of that work, all of the pitching, the practice pitching, the writing. Like a week ago, literally, they were like, yeah, we're going to pass. We liked it. Good pitch. Great pitch. Okay, very entertaining. But no thank you. So that's 10 shows now that I've had fail. I pitched a game show. I pitched another sitcom years ago. I pitched so many reality show ideas. So many like Tosh.0 type shows. Mm. Adam Ruins Everything types. No dice. And then this one, I was right there. I thought I had it, and I overdosed on drugs. Uh-oh, your mom's calling. <laughs> it's Mother's Day. Oh, what a bad but daughter. I, I, I called her before, and she said, I'm, I'm watching the baseball game right now. Like, you know. Wow. 
That's the Call most me later. Jamaican mom thing I've ever heard. <laughs> she loves her J's. Running gag, running bit. Running your bit. Na- your Snapchat stuff. Yeah. Which um, I'm not offended, thought. but uh, for anyone who's been listening knows that I have narcolepsy. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. <laughs> Sorry. So nar- it's Snapchat. Snapchat is my life. <laughs> I oh, I never thought time. about that. Anytime, anywhere. To narcoleptics. Yeah. Fascinating. And it isn't to me. I find it hilarious seeing people sleep. There's nothing worse than being, being caught, caught sleeping the worst. publicly. Yeah. You know how it started? How? Well, I was such a bad alcoholic that I would fall asleep on the train. I got robbed twice from falling asleep. What? Yeah. This oh, is yeah. in New York? Yeah, I got robbed. I got mugged three times in the first year I lived here. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always getting robbed. Oh, Did yeah. Did you get robbed? Uh, as a, you you as a kid, I got robbed a ton. Well, I always kind of grew up or was in poor areas because I grew up pretty poor, and then I moved to New York, and I was super poor, open micer. Yeah. So it's going to happen. Well, you're the worst target. I know. I'm a sitting duck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, plus I had the booze in, so I was, like, sleeping on trains. Guys were going through my pockets. <laughs> I went and drank in, a, in Hell's Kitchen. I got hammered. I was walking home, and I'm like, let me just take a little nap in this little doorway. Just a quick nap before I head back to Brooklyn. It's going to take three hours. Yeah. And I fell asleep. I wake up. There's five guys going through my pockets. And I go, what the hell? I'm so drunk. And one of them goes, he's getting up. And then hit me, and I went out again. I woke up. Everything was gone. Wallet, keys, joke book, phone. Oh, no. I Not mean, the joke book. Everything. Yeah. Who takes keys? Like, what are you going to do with my keys? You don't know where my house is in Brooklyn. <laughs> So yeah, the the Snapchat was I, all my friends would see me sleeping and they would take a photo of me, oh. and so I would just post those and they they would get a lot of hits. People like because it's something vulnerable about it, you know, you posting a photo of you sleeping. And then we live in New York, as we're all on top of each other. So there's a guy on the train dozing off. There's a guy at Barnes and Noble sitting in a chair. He's out. There's a guy at Forever Twenty One who's waiting for his girlfriend. So he's out. You know, there's a guy here. There's a guy there. There's like this. So I do everything but hobos because mm. I feel like that's a little. Yeah. Bad taste. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's caught on. I'm getting I'm getting Snapchats. People are sending them to me from Europe and Israel yeah. and Australia and Mexico. All kinds of stuff. So it's pretty cool. Oh, people from all walks of life. We're all Recently, the there was a guy that looks exactly like you. I thought it was you. Yes. Yeah, on the subway in New York. I was like, oh, there's, there's another bee out there. <laughs> the Snapchat is fun because it's like in the moment. You just caught somebody. Yeah. So I'll, and then you get to label what type of Snapchat yes. it is. Yes, is it lovey dovey? Is it a drunk? Group. Is it a group? Is it a three way? Is it a double? <laughs> is it a single? It's fun hat trick, whatever you want to call it. I see that becoming a site and having the mm. like the I can't the, say the, that on this, but um, the categories. Yes, yes. And then a little chat pop up goes, "Hey, are you looking to sleep somewhere in Brooklyn?" <laughs> There you go. There's so many people with nice pillows and sheets waiting for you. Yeah. And on the rare occasion, I'll get a, hey, this is me. Please take that down. I didn't know somebody was photographing oh. me. Yeah. Which is a good sign because that means it's people are really seeing. Yeah. That means the reach is there. It's getting there. Yeah. So. Yeah. We ask the same question to everybody. You know, after you go through something like this, so I guess in your case specifically, that pitching mayhem or fiasco and feeling so down and out about you know not being picked up mm-hmm. what what's something that you turn to for like comfort or relief mm-hmm. or something that makes you feel better when you 
bomb or a show doesn't get picked up or it's cheesy you know. but i remember the thing about the the pitch not getting picked up is i'm just out with friends or wherever i am and i just get an email like oh i'll be reading this email from my manager and then they're just all laughing and talking and i have to read this like yeah hbo pass comedy central pass tbs pass i'm like god oh, oh, oh. each one's like a blow and you just have to put your phone away and kind of go back to the Kind of, I don't want to bring anybody down with my stuff, so I just kind of go back into it. We're at dinner or whatever, and I'm just like, God, man, I'm trying to, like, forget about it. But to me, it's so cheesy, but, like, I love stand-up. I can just go back on... That's why stand-up is so good, because nobody can really tell you no, and you know you have a good act, and I know how to do it, and I've been doing it for years, and you can always just go back, and nobody can tell you... If I'm writing a joke, there's nobody, no agent behind a desk going, that joke sucks... I work at HBO. You don't get to do that joke. I'm just doing the joke. Screw yeah. you. It's my joke. It's my voice. It's my stage time. So I love stand-up because you can just do what you want. I mean, with the movie, the what do you call it? The film school. I, I sent in my final film, and they were like, this sucks. Two thumbs down. I'm like, all right. It sucks. But the joke is great because you just write a joke, get a laugh or don't get a laugh, and it's all on you. You know, it's just yeah. uh, no one decides. That's why laughs are great because hopefully they're involuntary. And, uh, yeah, so stand-up So it's, like, me. democratic. Yes, democratic, and it's genuine, and, like, who knows if that exec had a bad day, so they just want to tell you no, or maybe you say something in the pitch that bothers them, so they say no. I feel like the the stand-up is the, is the pure connection, and it's... Uh, organic. Organic, thank you. And it's a meritocracy, usually, I mean, to a degree. There's some outliers, but... You know, if you're good, you'll do well. If you don't, if you're not good, you'll you'll bomb. And I like that. I like that cut and dry kind of thing. So that's my thing. Is I, I get bummed out, I go back to stand up. At least I have some control there. And uh, yeah, it's a room full of people who are waiting to make be made laugh. How great is that? Yeah. And you get I have weird thoughts, and you get to put those weird thoughts in a certain order, and it might trigger a, res- a positive response. How cool is that? Yeah. And you're so. probably gonna have a bunch of stuff, new stuff now about this. Yes. Story. Yeah, about the CBD and all that, and I got some jokes on that, and the, the pitching bombing and stuff like that. So yeah. And then your friends, I guess too. So when you do stand up and you have other comic friends that you get to just say, oh, this happened, and they go, ah, who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. oh, good for you. You deserve it. Right. <laughs> well, I learned my lesson because I was kind of getting cocky, and I, you know, mm-hmm. I that that uh, production company picked it up. So I was like, this is going pretty well. I've never been this far. I'm going out to L.A., HBO, you know, checking it out. And then I got the five-star hotel, uh, you know. And then everybody's like, so, it's been a week. How's that pitch going? And I got to be like, I didn't get any of them. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that sucks. So I may, I'm never telling anybody again. Yeah. Because then if you don't get it, no one asks you about it. That's true. So that was my lesson there. You're learning lessons. And read a CBD bottle. Yeah, or a THC, THC in your case. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing was, they, I had like eight bottles. They give me a ton of stuff in that bag. And one will be like 50% CBD, 50% THC. One will be like 100% THC, no CBD. One mm. is all CBD, no, TV, no THC, and no HIV, and HPV, and, you know, OCD, <laughs> and ADD, and VCR, and FBI, and all that. So I just... Uh, I just got mixed up by reading so many. It's like dark in the hotel room. It's midnight. And I just said, oh, this one says 100%, but it was 100% THC. Mm. So I screwed myself. So that was another lesson. But yeah, yeah, 
Don't I guess, do drugs. Yeah, and if Joe Rogan gives you something. Yeah, you want to take it. Yeah. Except for Be a fanny wary. pack. That I wouldn't do. <laughs> Where's one of those? All right. So you can follow Mark on Instagram at Mark Normand and on Twitter at Mark Norm. You can also listen to his podcast, Tuesdays with Stories, and check out his website, MarkNormanComedy.com, for upcoming show dates. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps word about the show spread like a pitch. And, of course, that, make sure you're oh subscribed man, to I wish it could have been better. <laughs> And of course, make sure you're subscribed to easily download new episodes. I'm Trying is hosted, edited, produced, and scored by Janelle Dennis and me, Jacob Derwin. Our cover art was created by the fabulous Sammy Kappa. See more of her work at SammyKappa.com. That's S-A-M-I-C-A-P-P-A dot com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Trying Show. And if you want, you can follow us individually at Janelle Dennis and Jacob Derwin. If you've screwed up or embarrassed yourself and are looking for help. Or pity. Reach out to us on Twitter or email at I'm Trying Show at gmail.com. And our team of crisis experts us. will be more than happy to assist you. Reasonably happy. Thank you so much for listening. And in the words of Eagles... Living Living it up up in in the the Hotel Hotel California. California. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Such Such a a lovely lovely face. face.